0: Hey, my name is Mackenzie Kelly, and I'm a Toronto based actor and theater performer. Thanks for tuning into today's episode.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan for today. I mean, what can I say? We have on the show the incredible, amazing, the badass, the superstar, the legendary, the incredible Mackenzie. Mackenzie, how are you today?
0: I'm great, Dan. How are you doing?
1: Fantastic. I mean, what better way to have an incredible Sunday to finish up an epic week than to be chatting with someone as badass as you? You know what I mean?
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's really kind. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And you better be ready because I'm going to be calling you a badass a few times. So.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm ready.
1: Great. Great. Now, before we start, I do want to thank those who are tuning in. Thank you so much. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow. Also, on the description below, you're going to find all of McKenzie's social media. Let's follow her. Hashtag T Mackenzie because she's incredible. And without furthermore, let's jump in. Now, for those who don't know who is the incredible, amazing, badass, the superstar, the legendary, the incredible McKenzie, please tell us who you are.
0: Oh, my name is Mackenzie Kelly, um, and I'm a multidisciplinary artist, and I live here in Toronto, Ontario. Um, So I started primarily in theater, and that is where most of my training is. But I do work in film and TV as well. So kind of like to jump all over the place.
1: There you go. So you're basically doing everything a little bit from everything here and there.
0: Everything. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's that's badass right now. What can I say, right? Um, What can I say? Right, right. Now let's go back in time and tell me where this passion started. Like what like was there any specific moment in, in life that you were like, you know what? This is gonna be my passion. This is what I wanna this is what I wanna do in life.
0: So I was I was actually really lucky um finding my love of acting really young. I started acting when I was six. Um I'm from a really small town and there was an ad in the newspaper that my grandmother sent to my mom for a production of Oliver Twist. (laughs) And I begged begged my mom to take me. It was like two counties away, like 45 minute drive. And lo and behold, I got in, I played a little orphan. I sang like two songs at the beginning and I was, I was hooked. My uncle came and saw it, didn't recognize me up there. And I was like, this is it. I found it. I'm a star singing food glorious food on this stage and Absolutely. then I never
1: stopped. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I love the beginning. That's pretty cool. And tell mm-hmm. me so t- uh, time went by, right? But tell me what like how you continued to challenge yourself and be growing as an actor at the same time.
0: Yeah, uh classes. Classes mm-hmm. were a big thing. So moving uh, obviously in my small town the room for growth wasn't as as substantial, but yep. outsourcing, like I did uh, the Stratford School while I was in high school and that was a wonderful experience. So for any young actors listening out there, definitely check that out. That place is wonderful. Um, and then I moved to Toronto and I pursued um, my education in performance theatre and I attended the George Brown Conservatory Programme graduated in 2019 and then since then I've been taking film classes around the city and trying to just work with as many people as possible and people whose work that I really respect who I think that you know they have so much to offer as well um, just as much classes as you can and as many people as you can work with is the best way to keep growing.
1: Yeah yeah and also it it helps you to at the same time to be creating like your own community right like between the actors which I do which I have discovered that that is like a huge important uh, thing you need to consider as an actor you need a community to back you up in everything basically
0: exactly and then like friends to collaborate with like if you want to create something or even just to yeah. even somebody who you can call up because you've had a bad day and you didn't book a part and you're feeling terrible about it just somebody who can commiserate that with you and say like that sucks (laughs) and they get it and you know that they get it is really important
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it it, it makes sense because if you talk it with someone who has nothing to do with it it's gonna be like okay
0: well they're like well you audition all the time you're like no I know but this is (laughs) very hard
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely and moving a little bit here and focusing a little bit on your uh creating a character creation process tell me Mm -hmm. how do you approach into getting into the mindset of a character do you have like any specific I don't know, rituals or techniques or like, what is your thing before jumping in into this whole uh, journey?
0: So it's really different from like character to character for me. Um, But one thing that I do universally across all characters I play is I try to find what makes them likable. Like what makes people love these characters and even even not necessarily um, externally loved, like they could be objectively horrible people, but what about them makes them like themselves makes them feel justified in their actions what makes other people uh, have empathy for them like what are those types of things because I think otherwise it's so easy to pigeonhole yourself into well they're a bad person they're a bad person they're a bad person uh, especially in you know evil roles so to speak um but nobody thinks that they're the villain of their own story everybody is likable to themselves in mm. some way so in order to play them authentically and um I, I think more interestingly you have to find what makes them likable it's like the first thing i try to do and then other miscellaneous things that i, I attempt yeah. is like different song choices like what music does this character listen to what kind of um clothing do they wear what is what do they like to do on the weekend like Mm. those types of things but
1: yeah yeah yeah. i mean and is there like any particular playlist that you that you created for a character that even till this day you still listen to it to be like okay there's some cool songs about this one
0: yeah there's one that i made for a character i played back in theater school um that i'll talk about a bit more later his name's Cuddy banks and he's just this like jubilant naive embodiment of innocence so the playlist i created was like a lot of nostalgia music and very like Mm. upbeat and happy you know everything is water off a duck's back and it's such a good playlist to just relax like you need a bit of a boost that day and i love it
1: (laughs) yeah that's incredible because at the same time it gives you the opportunity to discover new music which is really cool because i mean it happens to all of us right that there's a moment in which which we're like we need new songs to our playlist right we need something new to listen and it's hard whenever you try to discover new but but the fact that you can use that for the yeah when you're in the process of creating a character and at the same Mm -hmm. time you can get a benefit of it which is discover new new songs here and there that's pretty cool
0: yeah definitely
1: that's amazing now is there a, a particular genre or type of character that you haven't portrayed yet but you would love to explore that anytime in the future
0: Ooh, I haven't been cast as like a complex villain in a very Mm. long time Um, more recently I've been cast in more um, quirky kind of outgoing very bubbly roles Mm -hmm. and I would love to dig into something that's a little bit darker and a little bit more uh, nuanced and complex, and I, I think it would just be so fun to explore um, the light in the darkness and what makes people that you might not otherwise understand or yeah. get along with. Um, yeah, absolutely. Kind of tick.
1: Yeah, but what I've discovered is with most of the actors that I've interviewed, they love playing the villain. They say it's that so it's fun. that it's super fun because since you're the villain. You can do kind of whatever you want, and it's expected for you to do to go to go crazy all the time. So that gives like more freedom and more like um, yeah, like more freedom to you to do certain stuff, you know, because it is expected for you to do crazy stuff since you're the villain, so
0: yeah, and it's like very much, I mean, hopefully, outside of your kind of normal behavior patterns, so it's it's feels like you're stretching muscles of yourself, you know that darkness that's in everybody that's like you don't let out, no. um, you get to actually just go there and be awful. And it's so fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and plus it's in a safe environment. I mean, what else, what else do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah, That's exactly. Cool. I love it. Now, have you ever had a role that made a significant impact on you, like personally, and perhaps how, like, how did that uh, affected you if it did?
0: Yeah, so this is where I wanted to talk more about Cuddy Banks. So Cuddy Banks is a character in a play called The Witch of Edmonton. Great show, Um, but that was a really big role for me in my theatre training process, where I kind of took a lot of the teachings that um, were being thrown at me throughout the past two years and got to apply them. And it was a it was a big aha moment where mm-hmm. that character was like, oh, my goodness, I get it. It makes sense now. Um, and it, it impacted me forever because it gave me so much confidence. Like mm-hmm. I found confidence in that role, which is so, so important for this career path that I've yeah. chosen. Um, and I I think so fondly on that part and that show and all the people who were involved, it was just. I wouldn't trade it for anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. And tell me like how you managed to kind of uh, break character and return to be the real you, you, let's say. Because I, I've heard that it's diff- that it's difficult sometimes depending on the character and also depending how many times you play that character, right? So on your case, if that ever happened to you that you play this character for a while, how you managed to kind of uh, put the line on and be like, you know what, this is me now and the character is gone, let's say
0: so when i'm tackling particularly difficult characters or characters that perhaps um hit subject matter that impacts me as the actor and not just me as the character i like to do a tap out routine Mm -hmm. um either by myself or with a fellow actor if they're interested in joining it but it, it is literally like you finish the scene or you finish the take whatever you're doing and you will physically like high five each other and you tap out or you stand in one place and you physically like step into a new place and you are stepping out of that role hmm. um, and it's it's very helpful it sounds kind of strange but it works
1: <laughs> no yeah 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 i mean as i said i mean there's a lot of things that actors have have uh, have told me that they're process to break character with that so that's pretty that's pretty cool but also it it um it shows you that for those who want who wanna start acting, that there is no kind of a specific manual on how to prepare a character, how to break character, you know that that there is a lot of freedom for it. and the best thing is for you to discover your own thing, which is pretty cool at the same time. because for those who um, who are terrible at uh, at learning stuff by a, on a, on a book, let's say, or try to memorize something that was that is uh, that is taught by a book. It, I would say that it's more freedom to be like, okay, so I can do my thing. If it works for me, then that's fine, you know?
0: Exactly, exactly. I think everything when it comes to arts education is kind of a buffet and mm-hmm. you find the things that you like or that work for you and you you add them to your tool belt and your actor's kit and everything else you kind of let go. Mm-hmm, and
1: mm-hmm. it doesn't mean
0: that it's not valuable information, but it's not necessarily valuable for you.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. But now tell me how you handle the pressure and expectations that come when you're about to play a character.
0: Mm, honestly, I try really hard not to think about it yeah. because I think if you, if I focus too much on what other people expect from a character or want that character to be, um, it doesn't leave me the space to kind of experiment and, mm-hmm. and discover those interesting choices that... Uh, nobody else has made about this character and that makes the role more authentic to me and more grounded and therefore more interesting and and people have a better time watching it because it feels more real like if i put their expectations between me and the character all i'm doing is creating distance and not allowing um you know my authentic self to kind Mm. of shine through and and take hold in that world
1: yeah and the audience can totally no notice that whenever the character is played not in a kind of honest way you know what i mean
0: yeah it can sometimes feel like too put on very schmacky or or um inauthentic otherwise and nobody enjoys watching that nobody enjoys playing that
1: either yeah yeah of course i mean uh, i'm uh, i mean when, whenever that will do i mean whenever they will do that either on a film tv show or play I tend to lose my attention on that character to be like, okay, so it's one of those. So, you know, what else?
0: (laughs) And that's not what you want to hear about your performance. No,
1: no. And that's not what you want to, and that's not what you want to expect after paying for, you know, to watch something. So Definitely. Yeah. Now, what would you say is the number one thing you enjoy the most about bringing a character to life?
0: Ooh, I would say getting on my feet and adding the physicality of the character finding the way that somebody inhabits space and moves around and and that often includes um every at least I think everybody's favorite part of like getting into costume like what am I wearing what is my hair like what are my mm-hmm. shoes? Because you'll move so differently through space and carry yourself in a new way if I'm wearing a pair of high heels versus a really run down pair of sneakers. Um, and so it's like, what what does my wardrobe inform about the character? How how does my footwear change the way that I walk? How mm. would things like upbringing and social status and um, Lived experience impact the way that I hold my shoulders, the way that I move forward in space, how I approach people. Do I make eye contact? Do I not make eye contact? And all of that is some of the really fun physical things that can inform so much of the performance, because I feel like so much is communicated physically Mm -hmm. without the need for dialogue.
1: Yeah, don't know. Yeah, totally. Sometimes like those small details are the thing that could make an entire difference of of, uh, of a character to be yeah to people to actually liking it or to feel uh, like uh, intrigued about it you know or something like that and that's mm-hmm. and, and, and that's amazing like whenever an actor goes that way and to make sure that those tiny details that perhaps nobody will pay attention but it's those details who can actually make something like more real let's say and not and not like a that you're playing somebody you know what I mean
0: Yeah, they're my favorite because I feel like once I figure those things out, all the other things like the words and and intention and all of that kind of follows. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to think as much. It it gets out of my brain and into the body and it just happens. And it's so much easier and freer and, and fun.
1: Yeah, fun. That's like the, that I would that I would say that is like the most important thing to have fun. You know, the other day, this actress told me that she doesn't like to consider acting as a job because mm-hmm. when you start to consider acting as a job, as a regular job, eventually you will hate it. And I was like, interesting, but it does make sense because, yeah, like whenever I mean, those who have like a regular nine to five or things like that, I mean, it's inevitable for you to at some point, if you see as, if you see it completely as a job that you're gonna hate it you know or you're gonna be like oh not again you know what I mean
0: no you've got to love this to do it you've got to love it
1: yeah I agree on that now how do you continue to challenge yourself and at the same time to grow as an actor
0: oh I think uh like I'd spoken to earlier just classes lots and lots of classes working with new people getting into spaces that are uncomfortable like where you don't feel like you are an expert in this or you don't feel like you're proficient get into those cuz those are the places where growth happens like if yeah. you are in a room and you feel like you're the best person in that room or the most experienced person in that room then you're not you're not in the right room and you got to you got to get out you got to find somewhere where you are learning from somebody else and somebody who you feel has more to mm. offer you Puts you in uh, safe situations. Don't put yourself in bad situations, but yeah. but challenging yourself to stretch the boundaries of your comfort and be like, oh, this is I, I don't know. For example, like clowning. Oh, I don't know a ton about clown, but I'm gonna go take this clown workshop and kind of put myself out of my comfort zone.
1: Hmm. I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I do agree on that. And you know what? Let's say that one day I call you and I tell you that I want to become an actor. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: I have zero experience, like nothing, right? So, based on okay. what you know, what do you think it would be? I mean, besides taking classes, because I'm I'm sure that would be like the first thing, right? Besides mm-hmm. taking classes, what else do you think it would be important for me to know before jumping in all crazy into this career?
0: Mm. You have to find good people. Mm. You have to through, you know, these various groups and classes and things but you have to find people you like and yeah. work with them, work with people you want to have over for dinner, um, because this is a career where your relationships matter. You spend a lot of time working, um, on set or in a rehearsal hall with these people. And if you're not surrounded by positive influences and um, people you get along with, it can be really miserable. Um, And I would also tell you to be your weird and wonderful self because we all have actors and actresses that we look up to and admire their work and performance and portrayal of characters. Um, And I find so often brand new actors can fall into the habit of, of trying to replicate performances.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: while I am a big advocate for stealing, stealing bits where you can and finding things that you love about them, you have to keep yourself in there yeah. because if all you're doing is trying to be somebody else, the best you'll ever be is just as good. But if you're being yourself, then your your potential is so much bigger and that's what makes you wonderful be the person that other people look at and say like wow I loved their portrayal in this and I want to steal that bit from them yeah
1: that's badass I'm just gonna drop the mic now so
0: <laughs> so believe in you as much as I believe in you
1: there you go no but yeah but it's true and I, I, I and I think that goes with with life also in general to not be somebody else because at some point you're going to hate it because this, it is, it is not you, you know? And, and it's, I mean, it's understandable that you are one that that you, as you mentioned, that you're going to take pieces from people that you admire here and there, but at the end, make sure that those pieces are kind of helping you to create your own way and not basically just copy and paste. And and that's it, you know?
0: Exactly. Use those as building blocks to bolster your wonderfulness because you're the only one who can be you and have your perspective and your funny little little quirks maybe I don't know your facial expressions your take on everything so just be your authentic weird wonderful self and the right people will find you and help you along the way and don't be afraid to ask other actors for help if you admire somebody reach out to them most of them are so friendly and willing to like meet up for you with like with you to have coffee and talk industry or, you know, help with an audition or or anything like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the, and that's true. I mean, uh, since I started this platform, I mean, most of the actors that I have uh, that I have the pleasure to speak with, they're super kind, super friendly, super cool. Of course, that along the way, I will I will meet one or two in which I'm like, you know, that. Mm, OK, mm. Yeah. But you know that that is like but but that i mean that is something inevitable you know it's gonna happen eventually okay. right so but most of the time i meet really cool people and i and 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 i like that because it shows those who you know like me and many others who are not in the whole acting industry that at the end you guys are human too and you are totally friendly and not as perhaps some people think that oh they're actors and they and, and now they think like oh they think they feel like they're superstars, you know, and, and 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 things like that, when actually, no, they're super cool, so.
0: Yeah. Most actors are just trying to figure everything out, just like everyone else.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, you know, there was, there was an actor once who, that once told me, the best advice I'm going to give to you if you want to become an actor, and I was like, yeah, yeah, what is that advice? And then he was like, don't be a dick, and that's it. And I was yeah. like, really? yeah, don't be a dick. And you and you see how easy things are gonna are gonna be just don't just don't do that. And I was like, Okay, I'll take that into consideration. So
0: yeah, be be somebody that people want to invite to their home for dinner.
1: Yeah, I agree. With that. And, and you know what, Mackenzie, I tell you what, if I ever become an actor, and I win an Oscar or something like that, because that's gonna happen. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mentioning you in my thank you speech. And I tell you what, I will even cut the trophy in half. Of, so you can have half of the of the i mean i don't think you can do it you can't do that nobody's gonna know so we're fine but it's
0: your oscar you you do what you want i just imagine that scene from mean girls um when katie breaks the crown up like dan breaking up his oscar
1: yeah i will do that and then make sure that that all the actors who have helped me to become an actor get the respective share you know beautiful there you go, there we go. let's make it happen <laughs> i love it now what would you say is like the most valuable lesson you have learned throughout your acting years?
0: Ooh, this one's taken me a while and I still struggle with it, but it is being, it's okay to say no to things Mm. that like your opportunities are not finite. There is no ticking clock. There is no, no limit on the amount of times that you're going to have opportunities opportunities will continue to come for as long as you choose to work toward them. And taking on more than you can handle um, isn't going to allow you to produce your best work and isn't going to help you grow. It's just going to keep you in survival mode and and keep you just trying to push content and push content and, and end up with you burning yourself out and potentially not enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. So that like it is okay to say no to things. It does not mean that you've failed. It doesn't mean that like you're a lesser performer or actor or that you're not putting the work in. And it definitely doesn't mean that you're never gonna have these opportunities again or that you've ruined your career by saying no to somebody. It's it's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's understandable and it's reasonable for you to say no to things or to be like you know what I don't want to do any I just don't want to do anything I just want to stay in home watching watching a film and relax I mean it's okay to have like those days which I do I do think that sometimes we forget that at the end of the day we're humans and we need desperately those days to kind of switch off everything like throw the phone away and just be like I don't want to know anything about anything just I just want to watch something or sleep or whatever that makes you feel relaxed and happy you know
0: I agree Totally. A day spent relaxing is not a day wasted.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Especially when it's like a cold day, a little bit of rain going on, you know? And you're with yeah. the covers and you're like, oh, this is one of those days.
0: Ooh, I'm it. gonna watch yeah. that movie that I've al- I've been wanting to watch for months. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then when you realized you put you put the film on it, but since you were super tired, you fell asleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you finally got some rest. <laughs> I
1: got some rest. Yeah, that's important to see. Yeah, yeah. Because that that does happen to me several times. I'm like, okay, I'm finally gonna see this film, and I get comfortable, and then lights out, and then I wake up when the credits roll, or in the or in the ending, and I'm like, oh, I already know the ending now. Cool, but I know, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, I'm
0: really bad for that as well.
1: Yeah. Sleepy have, girl
0: yeah. in movies.
1: Yeah, it, uh, but uh, but as you mentioned, you are you are relaxing, which is the important thing. So
0: it is it allows you to recharge and yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: Why not? Do your best. There you go. Now, what would you say it's the biggest misconception that people have about actors? Oh,
0: <laughs> that the job is easy. Oh, yeah. um, or or one that I got a lot was that like because actors uh, portray fake situations and um, have the emotions behind these narratives
1: yeah. uh,
0: that we must at all times be acting um i know that a few years ago when i was dating people i would get guys often asking me like well how would i know
1: oh if if you're you're acting you're telling me
0: the truth like what if you're only acting like you like me i was like that's insane why would i want to why would i want to do that that's that would be awful first of all i'd have to spend so much time with you and that just seems like a lot of work that's a full-time job um (laughs) but also like you said actors are also just regular people um, and it doesn't really benefit us to to lie in our personal lives especially in terms of like relationships and things so i i feel like that was a really strange one for me was was a lot of people wondering whether or not i could be trusted simply because i had the capacity to act
1: mm, yeah i get it that you that yeah, yeah i get it yeah and it doesn't make any sense at all no.
0: <laughs> no, So we're no. not using this for nefarious purposes <laughs> yeah no it's just what i love doing it's my job
1: yeah yeah that's true hmm interesting yeah you know that um that for that phrase you uh you said t- somebody w- already told me that too that uh that for example if they were uh, waiting in line for something then someone would say like well she's you're an actor go do-, do your magic so we can you know so we can gain so we can enter or do something like that and people were like no that's my job this is my personal life i don't mix stuff you know yeah
0: it it just doesn't work that way or I know a lot of actors who um, have a fear of public speaking, which Mm -hmm. some people find to be very strange because they're like, well, you're, you're an actor. Don't you love speaking in front of people And you're like, no, it's, it's very different. Like I'm a character. I'm in different situations, but I'm also a person. I have my own, my own fears and my own insecurities and, and whatever it be. And that doesn't mean that that just switches off because I'm an
1: actor and I can just be like,
0: oh, you're right. Now I'm pretending like somebody who isn't afraid of public speaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what would what? Yeah. yeah. Now, this is this next question is like, what has been the most weirdest or strangest comment someone has told you regarding your acting career to be like, what? You know, like something which which you were like, what do you mean? You know? I feel
0: like it definitely has to be that guy who's like, what if we got into a relationship? Like, how would I ever know that when you told me you loved me, that it was real? And I was like, what do you even mean? That's ins, I'm not, what?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't get a benefit from from telling that kind of lie. Yeah. What benefit do I have of being like, ha ha,
1: I've I tricked you. you. All yeah, of yeah. these months that
0: I've told you that I care about you, I was acting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, like years years pass, you you got married and you're like, you know what? Yeah, all these five, sixty-six six years that we have been married, it was all a lie. I tricked you.
0: <laughs> it was an experiment. I just wanted to see if I could.
1: <laughs> okay. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy.
0: Who did this to, you, sir? I hope he's okay. Wherever he is now. Yeah. I hope he's all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too, because that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Or perhaps he was acting too, and you didn't realize, and he was
0: maybe he was like acting at me, and was it was like a reverse thing, and i i'm I'm now the fool,
1: yeah, he maybe he me. yeah, maybe he was practicing his monologue
0: I never considered this
1: never who knows right <laughs> I love it now, if you could give one word to describe like that feeling when you're about to step on stage or in front of the camera which word would it be just one
0: ineffable okay But it's like it's too big to describe yeah it is it is so many things like that moment before is the fight between me as Mackenzie being excited and nervous and and scared and, and vulnerable because I'm mm. about to present this this work that I've spent so much time on and poured so much care into or, or that I really want to get because I think I'd be such a great fit for this part or whatever, and this this new character like coming in and, and experiencing all these huge emotions and having to be just ready to allow those to come. And so that, that like, space is so vast. And mm. there's you're really holding a lot of things all at once.
1: Yeah, it makes you feel alive, basically. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that feeling. Okay. Now, if your life were a sitcom, <laughs> what would be the title of it? And who would play that fictional version of yourself? Now, I'm pretty sure that I'm that I, I can I can tell you which actress you're thinking of. I'm super sure that I can that I okay. can guess.
0: You tell me. You tell me what actress.
1: So I'm super because I I have asked this question recently and ninety nine nine percent it all they always said Emma Stone.
0: Oh interesting. I actually didn't pick Emma Stone. Oh okay
1: I, I, I could want to see hear it. Yeah. I could
0: see it. I picked uh Sophia Lillis. She was um, in IT and in, oh gosh, in this TV show, I'm not okay with this, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie and a few other things, but she's really wonderful. Um, she's a fellow redhead. I think she'd yeah. be a great fit to play me in my sitcom, which I think I would call, I went to school for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it sounds fun.
0: Yeah. It would definitely be like kind of a a sitcom-y and I th- I think it would be funny. Like it would definitely be more of a comedy.
1: Mm. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see myself watching that show for sure. Let's yeah, make it like, happen.
0: Yeah, more how I met your mother vibes kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what about this this uh this next question? Okay. What would be the title of a film in which all of the characters you have played at the moment, they're all going to gather to celebrate your birthday?
0: Mm. So I've played a lot of characters. I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, which is insane to say out loud. Um, and I, I would call this movie, I'm calling the fire marshal because it'd just be so, a gathering of so many people from... I've, I've had the privilege of playing people from so many eras that yeah. I could only imagine the confusion of some of these characters that were written in like the 1400s meeting modern day people and, mm-hmm. and the kind of madness that would ensue. So the title would be, I'm calling the fire marshal.
1: I'm calling the fire marshal, I'll take it too. Okay. What about describing your whole career but you know what, this time, either on a drink or a meal.
0: A smoothie. My career would be a smoothie, a smoothie. Okay. It's kind of like you take a bit of everything and you throw it in and blend it all up mm. and you end up with something wonderful and delicious, but potentially a bit unexpected. Because sometimes there's like secret ingredients that go into a smoothie that you didn't even think would be in there. But yeah. throw them in and you're like, wow, I'll that take it. Thing it needed.
1: And what will be the name of that smoothie?
0: Mm. The name of the smoothie.
1: I mean, I want to order it. So how? So how? (laughs) How can I call it? The zing. The zing. Zing. Yeah. Sounds intrigued. Sounds interesting. Sounds fresh. Yeah. I'll take it.
0: There's definitely blueberries in there, cinnamon. It's mm.
1: gonna be great. Mm. And in a, a secret ingredient we don't know about.
0: I can't tell you. Yeah, it's you proprietary. Can.
1: There you go. All right. <laughs> all right. I love it. Now what motivates you? You know, we all have those days that we just want to quit. You know, it happens to all of us. Um, inevitable. Mm-hmm. In everything we do, it happens. So how you manage to stay positive and optimist, yeah, and optimistic and be like you know what, I'm just going to continue moving forward, I'm not going to let myself down for uh, X, or, X or Y situation.
0: Um, Honestly, I have a really great support system. I have wonderful friends and a great partner and a w- great team behind me, my agent and everything. And so what I'm having those days, reaching out to those people and and talking about what I'm feeling and what's got me feeling this way. And having them either share a similar feeling and feeling like you're not alone in that
1: yeah
0: um can sometimes be enough or even just them reminding you that hey you're great and maybe you're having like a bit of a dry spell right now or things or you didn't book this thing you wanted or you know you're feeling down about yourself you got a bad review
1: totally but
0: like that doesn't make that doesn't mean you're bad at your job that doesn't mean that people don't love you. That doesn't mean that your life isn't full and to look at other facets of your life and to see, see it as a big picture, you know, you don't want to lose the forest through the trees, so to speak. And to realize that there's so much about being an actor that has nothing to do with acting. It's about living life and learning things and finding new topics that interest you because who knows one day you might play a physicist and you'll need You'll need this niche science information, um, and just finding the joy through the simple act of living.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, that's very important too. I mean, as, as as I said, as I said before, it happens to all of us, and I do think that whenever you discover that what you're feeling, it's normal. The solution yeah. is the solution comes way like way too fast, or even your mind instantly is like, okay. And then you stop caring, and you move forward. And then you move forward. You're right. So,
0: yeah,
1: that's cool. I love it. Now, what do you think? That could be the title for this episode.
0: Ooh, finding your way.
1: Finding your way. I mean, that's gonna yeah. be the title for this episode. Great. You finding your way. Finding your way. We get a title. We we already have a title. Love it. And my last that's question. Awesome. <laughs> my last question here is, what can we <laughs> expect from you in the future?
0: Ooh, Okay, so I just wrapped up a contract at the Gravenhurst Opera House, um, where I was in a wonderful pantomime called Citronella, but in the future I've got a short film coming out that's hopefully going to be hitting the festival circuit called Short Shorts, at least that was what it was called, whether it will remain so is to be seen, um, and other than that you can catch me in those audition rooms. <laughs>
1: There you go let's go there you go let's, let's drop the mic again i mean i mean at the end at the end what can i say i mean it's incredible what you do but also the fact that you're doing it because you like it you know as simple as it may sound and cliche perhaps i mean we all know that discovering what makes you happy and discovering a passion and make that as as a way of living it tends to be a pain in the butt but you're making it happen you are achieving stuff I mean, I'm super sure that our next conversation is going to be about the multiple thousand projects you've been in. I mean, who knows? Because I do think that great things happen to those who are honest in what they do, you know, and you're super honest and you're passionate about it. And I think that's the most important part of it. That you're passionate. And that makes us the audience to be like, if we see you on the lineup for a play TV show film, then we're like, okay, then the, the project is in good hands. So
0: oh, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think what you do is great, too.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, I do want to thank those also who uh, who stayed here the whole episode and watched it. Thank you so much. Don't forget to leave a comment. Let me know what you think about this conversation. Join in. If you think, if there is something else you want to ask, perhaps to Mackenzie or something else you want to add, let us know in the comments. But most important, since this episode is about to be over on the description below, you're going to find... As I said at the beginning, Mackenzie's her social media. Let's make her viral. Hashtag Team Mackenzie because she's incredible. And again, thank you so much for making this happen. Have an incredible upcoming week. Keep killing it. But most important, keep being this incredible, amazing, of amazing, badass, superstar, legendary, incredible person you always are. And I'll be seeing you next time.
0: Alrighty, Right back at you.